0: Welcome to the Pope Prep High School Football Coaches Show. Today's show is brought to you by Clawson Group Realtors, local real estate sales, investment, and property management. We treat your home like it's our own. And the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Remember, fans don't let fans drive drunk. Now, please welcome the host of the Main Street Prep High School Football Preview Show, Kyle Reynolds and Pope Prep Head Coach, Brian Sneed. Welcome to the Pope Prep Coaches Show, the final edition of 2023. Coach, it has to end somewhere. Mm-hmm. Didn't want it to end on Friday night, but every season ends at some point. Talk about uh, talk about the game Friday night down in South Haven, Mississippi against North Point Christian.
1: Yeah, I mean, our, our guys battled hard. Um, it, was a di- it was a disappointing way to end the season. Uh, I thought that was a team that, that we could play with, and we showed that we could. We moved the ball uh, up and down on them. Um, the, the turnovers killed us. Uh, we had a chance uh, to cut the lead to four, I think, right before the half. Um, had a big, big run play, and then and ended, ended up fumbling the ball. Uh, we gave them short fields all night, made it tough on our defense. Um, and they did some good things uh, on, on their offense that, that we hadn't seen all, all year when we were looking at film. That that took advantage of some of the things we were doing defensively, and um, so we, we we just found ourselves playing behind early because of because of turnovers and. And it's hard to win a football game when when you lose a turnover battle three nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know we have our we have our final team meeting today, um, and, and part of the message talking to the team, especially when we have so many guys uh, coming back for for next year's team, is you know, and we talked earlier in the year, uh, failure is just feedback. So we're going to take the feedback from the season, we're going to take the feedback from this loss uh, in the playoffs, um, and we're going to. Make sure that we're better for it. Um, I could tell you personally, as a coach, this season has made me a better coach. I, you reflect on things in the middle of the year and, and during it, and uh, you realize there's there's some things we could have done better. Um, there's some things we could have done better in the preseason to set ourselves up, especially with such a young team. Um, there's some things we could have done better game planning. There's some things we could have done better, um, you know, throughout the whole season. So. You know, as far as our coaching staff, I feel like we're going to be a better coaching staff having having gone through the season. And I want our players to, to understand that it's only going to be a failed season if, if we don't come out better mm-hmm. next year and learn from the, from the mistakes that we made this year. And
0: one of the challenges, am not going to say it's an excuse, but one of the challenges when you have a smaller team numbers-wise, mm-hmm. and I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, that your team got larger on Saturday morning basically because you only graduate five seniors yeah. – um, is, you know, we talked about last week, you know, you're limited in practice. You have days where you don't have enough guys out there to run certain plays. And it was a little noticeable on Friday night, obviously. You had guys uh, that may have been in a position to make play, didn't make the play, wasn't seen, whatever. Uh, and that was a challenge for your team on Friday night because, you know, just from me watching on the sidelines, I would see certain things, oh, well, that's open, well, that's there. But when you're not able to work through it in practice with enough people and enough there, you're not quite, you're not quite on point like you want to be.
1: Well, part of that too, um, with roster numbers, is competition. Um, you get the best out of people when they're competing, um, and and you know when you have smaller roster numbers and and um, you don't have as much competition at, at certain positions, and so you know guys, you know sometimes uh, don't don't focus on the details and practice like they should because there's not anyone behind them really pushing them, and, and we need guys to be pushed. Sure, um, we need guys to to realize. Um, that you know, every, every rep matters in practice. It's gonna translate to Friday nights, how you, how you prepare. Um, that's gonna be a big point of emphasis this off season too, is, is confidence. Um, I think that was something that was lacking throughout the year. And, and in my opinion, confidence only comes from preparation. Um, you know, preparation and how you uh, prepare physically, um, how you train. Uh, preparation, are you faster than guy across from you? Are you stronger than him? Um, how much do you know? Um, are you putting yourself in the right position like when you start when you start doing those things and preparing the right way you become more confident because you know you've repped the thing a thousand times um, you've you've trained hard to where you've you've seen improvement in your skill set uh, physically mentally and then now you can start playing faster mm-hmm. and, and and get out there and, and be more aggressive and do those things um i thought our team in general throughout the season and not every game but in general we we lacked a little bit of confidence um, and that we're gonna we're gonna focus hard on that and make sure that we're better about that going forward um as far as yeah you talked about we're graduating five seniors um i think we had 17 eighth graders on our on our middle school team that we're expecting to come up and join us next year uh we have uh you know some other guys that are Mm -hmm. that are showing interest right now so we're expecting a, a big freshman class next year, um, hopefully 20-plus. And so you're talking about, you know, bumping up our, our, our roster, 20, 20 kids, 20 to mm-hmm. 15 kids, um, just by moving five seniors, graduating on, and then adding these freshmen in. So that, that's going to be big for us when you have a, a veteran group coming back. Uh, we return 10 starters on both sides of the ball, uh, which, is, which will be great. You have a, a young, big freshman class coming in. Um, you know, that could be something that, if done right, those guys can start showing them. Hey, this is how we sure. need to prepare. This is how we need to do things. So when when you're up there as a as a junior senior, you know we're we're gonna be rolling again.
0: At Friday night, Elijah Rob, uh, another big game for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, young man finished the season and finished his career the right way. Uh, 19 carries, 143 yards and a touchdown. Over 1,700 yards, all-time leading rusher here for a single season. Um, talk about his performance on Friday night and. Uh, as well as the offense, Hudson Curley had a big night, 137 yards on three receptions. Uh, Julian Murdoch yet, yet again, you started another another quarterback this year. Uh, mm-hmm. Hudson again being injured towards the end of the year, so the last two weeks you've had two different guys basically throwing the ball.
1: Yeah, yeah, Elijah. I mean, it, <clears throat> he's had a, a gutsy performance all season long, um, and we talked about it, you know, week after week. When when the when the whole defense knows what, <laughs> who you're handing the ball off to, and um and he's still able to, to gain 150, 160, 130 yards. Uh, that's impressive. He, You know, I told him after the game, um, the way he played the game was the right way. He, sure. he ran the ball hard regardless of the circumstance when we were up big. Um, you know, for our homecoming game, he was still running the ball hard. And when we were down big in some games, he was he was running the ball hard. Um, when we needed him to make some plays, like you saw in the BGA game in overtime, like he, he made plays. Sure. Um, and so you know he he deserved he was a first team all region player um and he deserved that 100% um you know he's had a he's had a great career here having uh played in a state semifinal game um you know one one playoff games um set the set the all-time leading rushing record for for a single season so the career he's had he should be extremely proud of sure. um we're looking forward to seeing where he where he ends up um you know, next season, you know, at the college level.
0: Another on the other side of the ball, Kyron Coleman, Xander Palmer, Luke Latham, big nights, uh, all in double-digit tackles. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk about their performance on their final final game of the year as well.
1: Yeah, one so defensively, our, our top eight tacklers uh, return, which is which is great. Um, as they were, we were led by Xander and, and Kyron at our inside linebackers. Um, I thought Luke Latham. You know, he kind of He turned something on um, in Mm -hmm. in that playoff game where he, it wasn't just he was making tackles, but he was being more physical. Um, They were, you know, he was striking, running his feet. He was doing it on special teams. Um, He was doing it from from the uh, defensive back position. So, you know, that's something to to look at. You could tell, I think, he figured something out uh, defensively throughout the season of, okay, this is the right way to tackle. This is the right way to to strike and, and leverage and hit um and so we need that more of that going forward if he can do that from the beginning of the season next year mm. um that's going to be a big addition um uh, to our defense and we need to get more guys doing that so um yeah th- those guys you know again you know they're playing hard they're 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 coming up with with some tackles and and uh you know i'm excited to see how they improve over the off season cuz they're they're Xander and Kyron are our top two leading tacklers um both of them coming back, it will be huge for our defense. Sure. Um, again, just you know, coming in and, and knowing that now I'm a senior and now I'm I'm going to be one of the you know oldest guys out on the field with uh, a whole couple seasons under my belt. Um, you know, the, the confidence should be there. The skill set should continue to improve. So, so that's exciting. We're
0: going to step over and look at some plays from Friday night on the coaches' board.
1: So we're going to take a look at a couple, a couple clips from our, our playoff game against North Point Christian. Um, the first one was a was a big play. Um, you know, late in the fourth quarter, we got third and eleven. Our quarterback Julian Murdick, uh has a has a big touchdown pass to our our sophomore receiver um, Hudson Curley. Um, you can see, you know, one of those things that we talked about. You know, Hudson gives a little bit of a of a move at the top of his route up there. Um, but if we pause it right here, you can see Julian does a great job. He's throwing the ball, and he's, he's throwing him open. Um, that's, that's kind of a term we like to use. We don't want to wait until he creates separation from this defensive back and start throwing it here. That's usually a little bit too late. You'll allow time for the defense to come over. Um, so what I like about this play, uh, Julian has thrown uh, Hudson open. Um, and you can see it's a big play, big catch. You know, Hudson's able to make a guy miss, and we're going, you know, 85 yards for a touchdown. Showed some good speed getting down the sideline, um, and, you know, exciting to have, have both those guys return for us next year. Uh, we take a look at this play. Um, we talked about our, our first team all-region uh, players, uh, Will Johnson, who's our left guard, and, and Elijah Robb, who's our running back. And we talked all season about numbers in the box. Um, right now we got one, two, three, four, five offensive linemen Um, What we consider the box right here would be, you know, those defensive linemen and those two linebackers. Um, So they got one, two, three, four, five. So we feel like we got five on five right there. And these guys could try to add on to the box once they see a run, but we usually feel like if we get our running back in space against some of these guys that that we'll have a chance at at having a a pretty good play. Um, We see a little bit of a, a motion right here by Jackson Vonderhaar, who's in the backfield number three. So what he's going to do is he's going to motion out. We're trying to draw some defenders out with him. Now, they don't move with him on this play. Um, you know, obviously we're, we're a run-heavy team, so they're going to keep their guys in the box. But we're trying to influence the defense out. Defense out. Uh, we got Drew Price, our right guard, pulling and kicking. Uh, Will Johnson is wrapping up on this linebacker. Uh, Jairus Jones does a good job of getting back to the backside linebacker. And you can see this play open up right here um second it's and, second and 20 and we get a 31 yard rush there's a nice seam right there if you go back and pause it you can see r5 are blocking their five okay right there there's the seam um, and that's what we want okay so we got r5 blocking their five we're saying these guys are out of the box that aren't able to make a play if we're trying to get vertical right now so on second and 20 we get a 31 yard rush elijah elijah does a good job uh getting down the field uh, picking up a big play, getting us across midfield, and, and trying to get down there and get some points. Defensively, uh, Jackson Bonahar has had a couple of sacks uh, throughout the season. He does a good job coming off the edge right here. Uh, this is second and 12. We're expecting a pass, so Coach Carpenter does a good job drawing up a nice blitz for us. Um, he's able to use his hands and swipe and get number 72, the left tackle's arms off of him, and is able to get back there for the sack on, on the quarterback. So we went from second and 12 to about third and 21. Um, obviously, a big play uh, get them in a, in a in a heavy passing situation where now we can do a little more defensively. Uh, this is a play early in the in the game, uh, first quarter. It's third and five, uh, so we need to get a stop, get them in the fourth down. Um, we do a good job right here setting the edge. Uh, we have JJ Lynch right here setting the edge hard, making this running back cut back. Uh, we're we're now scraping across, Kyron Coleman, our inside linebacker, is free. Our defensive line and outside linebacker does a good job of kind of eating up blocks so our linebackers can run free. And you'll see him kind of scraping right here. What I like, this, what I like about this play is he's coming downhill. Um, he's scraping, coming downhill, and then finding the open gap, hitting it, and running his feet. Uh, gain of just a couple yards. Um, and he does a good job. Again, we're setting the edge right here so they can't get to the edge. You see the running backs trying to get out to the edge. We're not letting him. He's got to make it cut back and we have an unblocked defender right here. Kyron's coming downhill. He's striking, running his feet and now it sets up fourth and three. Uh, they ended up punting on this so we were able to get the ball back to our offense. So Clausen
0: Group Realtors, we're a small niche shop and um, you know we help people buy and sell their properties. We're involved with people when they buy and sell, uh, they're not just a number. I'm a buyer specialist, all I do is help people find their next perfect home. And I'm in homes every day, uh, if I'm not showing then I'm previewing so I know what's out there on the market. Uh, the experience with Matt and uh, his group here at Klaus and Realty was amazing, uh, it was very much a family environment, very professional. It was incredible. I feel like we made friends for life. So, if you uh, need to sell a home or buy a home, uh, our website is
1: com. It was just a few drinks. I'm
2: good. I thought it was good. After every game, we always have a few. It's no
0: big deal. It was no big deal. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I thought I could hold my liquor.
1: What separates us from other companies in Tennessee, um, that's gonna be our our mission to our customers is to always improve the quality of life. Um, That's from taking care of your past to a friendly voice on the phone when you call. So a technician that comes out, he's competent, he's going to solve the problem for you. We're considered a full encompassing service, so we're going to take care of 50-plus different pests, and we'll always have your back.
0: Welcome back to the Pope Prep Coaches Show. A little change up here. We don't have Coach sitting here. Uh, Katie Shay Collins, star soccer player who today signed with South Carolina. It'll be yesterday when you watch this. Uh, but, Katie, um, coming from playing in the Pan Am Games here, winning a bronze medal for the U-19 uh, US, U.S. team, national team, talk about how that came about, Katie. You know, you started playing soccer at what age?
2: Like three or four.
0: Okay, and could you dream that big at that point?
2: I don't think so. You know, I feel like my mom was just trying to get me to, you know, spend some energy. But um, ever since I was probably about eight, it's always been a dream. And I remember... Um, with some of my friends, we would call it our dream team and we would always wear like USA jerseys and it was just like from that age, I was like this is where I want to go, like this is my dream and you know it it was always kind of like a dream, kind of like a little bit in the distance but I've always just been working towards it, whether that's like doing a lot of like personal training or stuff on my own on weekends or going on training with boys or literally like whoever would take me, I was like hey like, can I come train, stuff like that and you know uh i got the opportunity i think i got the email in about august and i wasn't allowed to tell anyone so that was a little hard but you know and then i got my chance in october
0: talk about the emotions when you get that email i mean do you believe it's real at first or are you not sure what is somebody pranking you yeah. what's going on there oh
2: so actually me and my brother were doing an anatomy project and it was like of course you were course. nine nine thirty p.m and i just remember i just I see, like, U.S. soccer as, like, the heading. And I was like, oh, this is weird. Like, it's pretty late. Like, I don't know what email I'm getting. And I open it, and the first thing I read is, like, congratulations. And that's all I read. I just, like, run to my mom, and I'm just, like, and I just leave my brother. He has no idea what's going on. And I'm just sprinting to my mom. I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And I, like, didn't even bring my iPad. So I had to go back and get my iPad and, like, show her. And then, you know, we started reading it. And we're just, like, you know, like, I was crying. And the emotions were so high. And my brother. Finally, like comes running in. He was like, "What's going on?" And you know, it was just kind of a really cool moment.
0: You get that opportunity, and you think, "Oh, that's an easy decision." But it probably wasn't quite as easy as people thought. Uh, You were on the team here at Pope Prep. You all had an amazing year, uh, but what that meant was you're going to miss playoffs. I did. Um, How tough was that to tell your team? But still knowing that this is the—I mean, this is a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, and maybe more than once as you go Olympics and and things.
2: Um, I remember I one of the first people I told was my coach, and he was like, "Oh, so like when are you going?" And I was like, "Oh, October, like I think I left on the 12th." And I was like, "Wait, October 12th?" And he was like, "Oh, it's playoffs." But like everyone was so supportive, and I remember it was actually a really hard decision. Like, of course this is my dream and this is what I wanted to do, but at the same time, you know, my commitment to high school Mm -hmm. and my team is just so amazing. But I remember when I told them, like, "Oh my goodness," the love and the support was just unmatched. And even when I was at, like, Chile, during playoffs and stuff, I remember I tried to watch their game, and they would send me pictures of them watching yeah. my game, and so many of them would text me after my game just telling me how good I did. Or, you know, even my friend Ansley, she would tell me, like, oh, you did good at this, but, like, what about this? You know, you know, just being the best friend, and it was great.
0: It was really cool here seeing the school and how they rallied behind. You know, it was the odd times here for us to watch, yeah. but we, we did. We would put a TV out in the commons area. Um, but talk about, too, that experience. So you, you show up there. Um, what is that like as an athlete to be a part of those games and a part of that team? Did you know some of the players ahead of time uh, before you started uh, and before you joined them?
2: Um, actually, I knew a couple, but I didn't, like, know know them. You know what I mean? Like, I know them from friends and stuff like that. But this was pretty much my first time meeting everybody. And we um, go down there for a week before the tournament starts. And you get put with a random roommate. You just do training, like, once or twice a day. You know, you kind of get into the mm-hmm. field. You learn, like, everything about, like, how U.S. soccer plays and all that stuff. And then after that, um, we moved to the athletic village. And then from there, that's when we put, like, six people in a villa, and that's when you really get to know the girls. And they were just all, like, super amazing. And then and we were in that villa for about three weeks, and that was during the tournament and all our games.
0: What were the nerves like? Uh, it w- it was similar to what you see when you play out here. Play, played in other other big uh, tournaments and things, or was it just different knowing that you're playing for your country this time?
2: Yeah, I mean, one of the coolest things about um, being at this level is that like when we do the national anthem, it's like wow, like this is like this is who you're playing for. Mm-hmm. So I feel like in my first game, I was a little bit nervous, you know, like this is this is pretty darn high up in the soccer world, and this is like my dream, you know, I want to do good and all that, but I just remember like first two minutes, like, first time I got the ball at my foot, I was like, this is, like, where I deserve to be. Like, I just felt comfortable, and all the games after that, of course, you're nervous because, like, you care, but at the same time, you're like, I deserve to be here, and, you know, I'm ready to get the win.
0: And how cool is the opportunity for your family? Saw some pictures there, your family sitting in the stands. You know, they have spent uh, a lot of hours, many, many hours traveling, taking you to and from. uh, You don't have a bigger supporter in this school. Uh, than your brother or in life probably than your brother Patrick who we're going to talk to in a few minutes was named All-Region Scholar Athlete yes, which is pretty cool for football. Um, talk about sharing that moment with your family and being there for, for everything that they've helped you with your career.
2: Yes Um. so actually fun thing is that so I knew my whole family was going like I remember we talked about it and it's just so blessed like I'm so lucky that they came but my aunt also came and surprised me, and I remember seeing her like after the game, and seeing my brother, and seeing my mom and my dad, and it was just, oh, it was amazing. They all started like screaming, cause that was our first win, and I had an assist that game, which was really cool. And it was just, I just can't even like describe the moment and the feelings. Like it was, I'm so blessed that so they were there, and they, my mom was there the whole time. My brother and dad were there for a couple games, so was my aunt. And it was just you know no words can describe it. And your,
0: your brother um, was so proud but I think the the most excited I heard him was when he talked about the swag that you got I believe some Oakley sunglasses that <laughs> he was going to take off of you mm-hmm. uh, I believe so yeah. uh, that's a cool experience getting some of those things too in oh, yeah. the perks. Oh it
2: was amazing actually that was my birthday present to him.
0: Okay so oh, oh that's great and let's hold up the medal you can go ahead yeah. and take it out and look at this is really uh, uh the first time one of these has ever shown yeah. up at Po Prep I can assure you from an athlete but a bronze medal uh, well, that's awesome, and Katie, uh, so now uh, you finish your senior year, then you're off to South Carolina yes, to, uh, to play for the Gamecocks. Yes,
2: sir, we leave in July, oh, June, June, we leave in June, and yep, I signed this morning, and it is done deal, and I'm so excited because they're actually about to go to the NCAA tournament, so high hopes for them, I'm ready to watch them kill it.
0: Awesome. Katie Shea Collins, now we're going to go visit with Will Ottman and her brother, Patrick Collins. Joined now by senior Will Ottman, Friday night, final game, the season didn't end the way that you wanted it to, you were injured, talk about the emotions that you felt on Friday night. Uh, I felt
2: like um, I gave it my all this season and uh, I tried my best and even though I didn't play, I was still on the field to enjoy the uh, thing with my brothers.
0: What's your favorite moment here in your four years at Pope on the football field?
2: Um, Probably celebrating
0: with the team after a win against Brentwood Academy. What's next for you? College. Major? Do we have a major? Uh, Sports management. Excellent. Okay, now for some rapid-fire questions. Go-to mill after a big game? Uh, Probably Waffle House. What's the hype song on game day for you? Uh, CTS by Jay Murr. Last show that you binged? I don't know. I don't really watch. That'll be it. Thanks. Joined now by senior Patrick Collins. Patrick, Friday night, season ends. This year you were not able to play due to an injury. How tough was it for you to have to be on the sidelines and not be out there on the field with your guys? Well, being on the sidelines is one of the hardest things uh, I think I've ever done. But uh, being there throughout the season, being able to coach and just being a teammate was worth it in the end. What's been your favorite moment here at Pope Prep during your football career? favorite moment uh, is really just hanging out with my friends, going to team camp. Uh, team camps every year was something that we always looked forward to. While it was hard, it was something that just brought us closer to the team. Your sister is going to be signing to play soccer at South Carolina. You going to follow her? What's your plans? What's the next step for you? Uh, yeah, the plan is to uh, go to South Carolina with Katie. Uh, I don't want to be too far, so I think I'll just be there and go to school. and maybe help out with the soccer team. Rapid fire question time, what is the go-to meal after a big game? Waffle House, Waffle House. What is the uh, hype song on game day? Don't know the name of it. All right then, last movie that you saw that you enjoyed? Um, Oppenheimer. Excellent, that'll be all.
2: It was just a few drinks. I'm good. I thought it was good. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal.
0: It was no big deal. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I thought I could hold my liquor. So Clausen Group Realtors, we're a small niche shop, and um, you know we help people buy and sell their properties. We're involved with people when they buy and sell. Uh, they're not just a number. I'm a buyer specialist. All I do is help people find their next perfect home and I'm in homes every day. Uh, if I'm not showing, then I'm previewing so I know what's out there on the market. Uh, the experience with Matt and uh, his group here at Klaus and Realty was amazing. Uh, it was very much a family environment, It's very professional. It was- I feel like we've made friends for life. So if you uh, need to sell a home or buy a home, uh, our website is realtors.com.
1: What separates us from other companies in Tennessee, um, that's going to be our our mission to our customers, is to always improve the quality of life. Um, That's from taking care of your past to a friendly voice on the phone when you call. So a technician that comes out he's competent he's going to solve the problem for you we're considered a full encompassing service so we're going to take care of 50 plus different pests and we'll always have your back
0: welcome back and uh, the awards are starting to roll in already for individuals here at pope prep uh, first team all region uh, elijah robb no surprise there will johnson yeah. Uh, second team is Sam Spicer, uh, Xander Palmer, Kyron Coleman, Will Arbuckle, and Hudson Curley. And then a special shout-out to Patrick Collins, who is the All-Region Scholar Athlete Award. Talk about some of those kids and what they did for you. And a lot of those names that we bring up are names that we're going to hear next year yeah. uh, of these kids who are going to be returning.
1: Well, we talked a lot about Elijah, you know, all season long. You know, what he's done here um, has been special for, for not only our team, but for him as an individual Um, continued to run the ball hard, Uh, you know, and and part of the reason why he had success was the line up front. I was glad that Will Johnson got recognized as a Mm -hmm. first-team all-region player. Um, You know, he was our left guard, and we do a lot of uh, guard pulling, um, you know, kicking out, wrapping up to linebackers, um, being physical. Like, he's a guy that kind of sets a tone physically up front. Um, He was a team captain for us, Um, you know, and – he he would be vocal up front too, um, encouraging our our line when we were struggling at moments. Like he would be the guy talking and stepping up and, and getting those guys ready to go. So, you know it's fitting for him to to be named all region as well, um, and I think he contributed a lot to the success that we had running the ball on offense mm-hmm. and and obviously allowing Elijah to to set the single season rushing record here at Pope.
0: And next year, um, as we, when we make the return, you're going to have three quarterbacks mm-hmm. who've all had starts under their belt, yeah. which is something that we did not have this year. Um, I, don't so, know.
1: I don't know that many teams could, <laughs> could say that across the state.
0: So th- that's going to be a great competition to see yeah. who can kind of step up, and it's a good competition, a good thing for you to have, because historically, as you look in football, uh, the quarterbacks tend to get hurt. And so it's not about the starters, who's there to back them up, as we saw last year. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, we, we saw, you know, I was talking to our offensive coordinator, Coach Park, today, and, and I told him I'd like to not have to start a, a freshman <laughs> quarterback for the third year in a row. Um, and, you know, we were talking about that position, and, and that is only going to make us better as a football program because of the, the level of competition. Um, you know, and I'll give Julian credit. Um, you know, he was put in a tough position to where his his first high school start was not only a playoff game, but a playoff game on the road in southeastern yeah. Mississippi. So a long bus trip, um, you know, never made a start. Really hadn't played a ton of significant minutes at the varsity level. Um, and, and he goes out there, and you know, there there are some things that that he kind of missed here and there. But he also he also threw threw the ball well in and, and some moments and, and showed kind of some some bright spots and, and showed what he was capable of. Um, you know. And the kind of an old coaching phrase is if you can do it once you can do it again um, and he showed us a few things that he can do. Um, you have Hudson Holman who um, I thought continued to progress throughout mm-hmm. the year uh, and, and gotten better. Um, I'm excited to see where he is in the offseason um, and then Sebastian Nelson who started for us as a freshman mm-hmm. um, in the 2022 season it was out all year for, from an injury um, he's starting to now kind of get back uh, into full Full shape here, and, and starting his throwing program, and, and getting back after after surgery. So, you know, those three guys at competition, they all have three different skill sets, um, which is which is great. Um, but also, they're going to push each other. One of those quarterbacks is, is going to continue to um, improve to the point where, you know, they're going to make our program better. And then the other guys, I think, whoever doesn't win that position is going to continue to push. Mm-hmm. And so, one of the things is going to happen: we're going to have. Um, you know, a guy that kind of solidifies a spot and, and the rest of the guys are going to be behind him continuing to, to work so that they can maybe retake that. Um, but that's only going to make that position better and our offense as a whole better.
0: One of the issues today in sports, uh, you see it in basketball, baseball, they become year-round sports mm-hmm. um, where kids play the sport year-round. That's all they do. Football's not that way. Talk a little bit about what the off-season looks like because the physicality of the game you have to you have to rest your body you have to get healthy yeah. uh, after your team meeting. Uh, what's the timeline go as you as you kind of get into the spring? Is there a certain expectations of the players getting in the weight room, doing those things individually to make themselves better before you all meet back up for for spring ball?
1: Yeah, so they will. Um, you know, they'll continue to lift in their in their strength class. So we get all of our lifting done during the day with with Coach G, um, and he's done a great job with them there. And then uh, when we come back in January, we're looking at, we're going to talk with our coaches a little bit more, but we're looking at maybe um, coming together uh, once or twice a week as a team and kind mm-hmm. of get some, um, some speed, agility work, some of that type of stuff. Um, you know, just just to get the guys, really it's more about getting the guys around each other sure. and continuing to build a culture, which I thought the culture of our program took a step forward. Um, having a 3-8 and eight season is hard, um, but I, I never felt like the culture of our team was, was giving up. I never felt like our coaches were giving up. I never felt like people were blaming blaming each other or pointing fingers. Like We were all continuing to, to go out of practice and, and try to get better and continue to work. So I thought that took a huge step forward, having those guys kind of be back around each other. What, the worst thing that can happen is um, you don't see each other again until June 5th sure. or 6th or whenever that date starts where we'll kind of get our summer work going again. Um, so, we'll continue. I've talked with uh, our defensive line coach, Coach Southerd. Um, you know, we do a, a CTS, a Choose the Shield meeting, uh, once a week during the season. We're looking to, to continue that in sure. the offseason, um, you know, once we come back from Christmas break. Just, to, again, keep it more about the imperishable things, the, the virtues, the good habits that we're building on top of the, the physical preparation. You know, I think our, our mission statement here at the school is to, to build – um, you know students that are strong in mind body character and spirit for lives of learning and service according to the gospel and, and we got to practice what we preach there and that's got to be practiced throughout all of our programs um, and we try to we try to really live that out uh, through our football program it's not just about sure uh, the, the, the physical football player but it's about their their spiritual life it's about their uh, their mental health um, it's about all those things so we're going to try to incorporate some of that into our off-season offseason plan as well
0: and family time I'm sure your wife's happy to, to get you back around yeah. the family as the other coaches and yeah. things
1: no it's been it's been good it's been good um you know to, to have that time back with with, with family and uh, with my kids and, and I know our coaches feel the same way you know it's always it's always bittersweet right so um you know you don't want the season to end um but when it when it does you kind of get a little bit of that time back and and I want our guys to understand, too, like, my kids come out to practices and stuff. Sure. Um, and and Coach Park's kid does sometimes and, and Coach Banks and Coach Carpenter. And, like, I, it's important for our players to see, um, you know, strong role models for families. I think family is, is one of the the most important things yeah. in our society. And, and I think it's important for our players to see we can strive to be good at football and not sacrifice Sure. Um, completely our, our family life. So
0: as you reflect back on the season, mm-hmm. uh are there moment is there a moment or moments that, that you take great pride in? I know the overtime victory against BGA and, and, and I'm gonna talk about more of the uh the, the not the, the the things that happened on the field, not necessarily things that happened off the field. Uh but are there things that you look back on and they're like that was a really cool moment and as you reflect back on the season.
1: Yeah. Uh I mean when you look at stuff when you look at stuff on the field, um, you know obviously the BGA overtime overtime win was good. I, I thought that you know we kind of uh, we took the lead early in that one. We kind of we struggled in the second half. They took it back. Um, you know we we're down to our last play, and, and it's either we score mm-hmm. here and, or we lose. Um, and, and we end up making a play, and that was that was huge for morale of our football team. That was huge for you know us as coaches. Um, you know, another big moment I thought was, um, you know, that first drive against CPA. You know, that game didn't end the way we wanted, to, wanted it to, obviously, but um, that's a moment we can look back on. I, I think CPA is, you know, the premier program in, in Division II mm-hmm. AA and um, probably favored to, to win a state championship. And, you know, to be able to make a play on special teams, get the ball, and, and then go right down the field and score on them, I think that's something that we can look back for with, with these returning guys and say, you know, if you can do it once you can do it again mm-hmm. like we talked about it. so um you know to to kind of start building that confidence up in them and getting them to understand like we're we're not i know the record was was a tough record but we're not as far off as i think people might think we are uh with the record and i'm um i'm looking forward to seeing how we we improve through the off season um you know and that's the that's this is the crazy thing we're already talking about next season right mm-hmm. and and the season hasn't even been over a week and that's what i try to get these guys to understand the the perishable versus the imperishable. Yeah. No matter what, no matter what sport you play, as soon as somebody wins the championship, the very next word out of whoever's mouth is, "Well, who's going to win it next year?" Like they've already stopped thinking about the champion. They've already started thinking about, "Well, what are we going to do next year? Who's going to win it next year? Can you repeat it?" And I want our guys to enjoy the moment. I want our guys to enjoy the relationships that they build. I want them to strive to win those perishable things. But at the end of the day, like. The minute you win a championship or the minute you win a rivalry game or the minute you have a big regional win, it's on to the next thing. And those things are fleeting and they don't last. Um, so we're trying to get our players to understand that, um, that there are bigger and more important things and use the perishable things, use those things to get better at the imperishable, to get better at building relationships, to be better at building a relationship with Christ, with your family, and, um, and that's why, that's what I enjoy about coaching at this level. Um, I think the, the, the higher up you go and the collegiate level, even, you know, at small college football, there's a lot of it's all about the wins and losses. And, you know, there's some things here and there in there. But at, at, this, at the high school level, I really want to try to mm-hmm. teach these guys the right way to live life, get them to understand the important things about life, get them to understand that you can work hard and fight for, for things that you want, um, but at the same time, you have to know that those are not gonna last and sustain you. Um, so, you know, the, we're already talking about next year. This, this season is gone for our seniors. Um, the football program, I told them all year, the football program is gonna be here. Um, it's, it's part of being a part of something bigger than themselves. Um, so I, I really hope that they had a, an experience that they'll, they'll remember as far as with their teammates and, and with the, the blood, sweat, and the tears that they poured out on that field. Um, I'm proud of, I'm proud of them. I'm proud of how they led our team. It's it's hard to lead a team with 20 seniors, let alone five seniors. Um, so, you know, all those guys, uh, I, I have a lot of respect for for how they stuck it out. You know, mm-hmm. a, lot of, a lot of the kids in, in that class didn't stick it out, uh, and, and they did, and and I'm proud of the way that they they held it together this year.
0: Well, you're already preseason number one in my projections for Love next it. year. That's you know, great.
1: That's all. but.
0: You know, this has been an honor this year. It's our first time doing this. Mm-hmm. A huge shout-out to Dave Gould and Main Street Preps, Main Street Media, uh, for giving our school and us this opportunity to promote the school and some of the things that you're doing that are not just football-related. Uh, but, Coach, it's been an honor. I hate that we're not going to have the Friday nights together. Yeah. Uh, but before we know it, you know, we're going to have a lot of Tuesday, Friday night basketball games, yeah. but uh, we'll be back doing this before we know it. And it's been, a, been an honor yeah. this year. Thank you, Kyle. All right, thank you. Thank you. You've been watching the Pope Prep High School Football Coaches Show with Kyle Reynolds and Pope Prep Head Football Coach Brian Steed. Join us each week at this time on Main Street Media TV to get the latest news about Pope Prep High School football. The Pope Prep High School Football Coaches Show is brought to you by Lawson Group Realtors and by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office.